you know, for clients, just having that awareness that, oh, my leg shouldn't pop, lean all the way back into um, that knee going into that hyper extension or double jointed quote, people will, will say um, it's less, it's going to be less stable for you. And you put point, and then you get, you could possibly be more at risk of injury. Yes, exactly. And I think, uh, you know, the key is really training to have that reflexive stability and that like, this is the Cheer PT podcast, where we dive into the thrills, the skills, and the spills, and all things that contribute to a lifelong love of cheerleading wellness. Whether you're a current cheerleader, coach, parent, or former cheerleader, we have conversations you'll want to hear. Brought to you by Move Better Physical Therapy and Fitness, and hosted by Laura Turner. Are you ready? Let's go! Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Move Better with the Cheer PT podcast. Today I have with me Kiva Price from Maryland. Um, and Kiva is a physical therapist and a Pilates instructor and a dancer. And we know each other through a dance, uh, the dance physical therapy group on Facebook um, and found out that we both have a background in cheerleading and a common interest in cheerleading. Um, and uh, we are going to talk today about Kiva's experience through the cheer world, as well as her choreo pills and um, dive deeper into that. So you guys can all learn more about those and um, they're really exciting. And hopefully we have a lot of fun and uh, talk about some different ways to help improve your, uh, reduce your risk of injuries as a cheerleader and, um, and, and uh, have fun in the process as well. So thank you for joining me, Kiva. I appreciate you being here. Um, Can you, um, so tell me a little bit about your background, um, you know, uh, in, well, in cheerleading and how, if that related into physical therapy at all, um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. So um, I started cheerleading in my junior year of high school. And when I started, I actually had some, some shoulder issues that, started in my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I was a palm. So the big pom-poms, this was back in the day okay. where the palms were a little bit heavier and bigger than they are now. <laughs> and, um, you know, we were whipping them around and, you know, had to be really sharp because the the fans had to see us right, you know, from, from the, the football, football field. So um, going into cheerleading, I had some issues. Um, also really flexible in my, my joints, so a bit hypermobile. And um, I love cheering. I was team cheer after being cheer, uh, team palm. I have always in some schools and uh, groups, right? Um, but I noticed definitely with stunting and um, actually motions were okay, but with stunting, I did have some issues. Um, and I did, I was uh, a flyer for part of the time. I was a base and I was a back spot. So I got to experience all the, the different areas with some shoulder issues. Um, and I cheered for, for two years, the rest of my two years in high school. And then I also cheered in, um, in college. I went to University of Maryland, Eastern Shore. Awesome. And I cheered. And um, we had a co-ed team for a year or so. And so I got that experience. Um, but, um, but yeah, over the, over those years, I had some shoulder issues and then I didn't really, really get it checked out until I was in PT school. I sort of managed my own discomfort pain, um, with pretty much just knowing how to move and not stress the shoulder. Um, and then I, we had a professor that was orthopedic. He was a, a guest lecturer, he was an orthopedic surgeon afterwards lots of my classmates would come uh, up and ask him questions and I thought wow there's a long line to talk to the professor afterwards and I I'd later learned that they were asking about their issues and he gave me some advice and I tried some exercises <laughs> we were doing in in class and my shoulders felt better for the first time by now it was about almost 10 years and that's when I was even more of a believer in the PT <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> and I was learning and practicing that, 
you know, this, this really works. Um, I did it for a while and I don't think I was stable and, and solid and strong enough. And the symptoms came back. So I, that led me to realizing, oh, I need to do this on a regular basis until I get to a point where I can kind of maintain this pain free. Um, and then that, so that takes me into my own PT, uh, cheer PT, um, I guess transition. And um, even in the, the future, I've had some more recent experiences like that as well. Not cheer, but with um, just everyday life. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's my my story of cheer to, to PT. Uh, that's really, that's, that's uh, it, neat. Because uh, one, I don't hear a lot about shoulder injuries um, where in my own practice, like from uh, from a cheerleader perspective, um, but to like how you, how your injury led you, you know, got you more into physical therapy as well as it was like through cheer. So, cause um, like, I, I always find it interesting to how we all got into physical therapy and how, what helped us like, like physical therapy and, and yeah. embracing that. So, um, um, is, how is your shoulder, how, how is your shoulder these days? <laughs> so these days it's good, but I have to admit that I am more aware of how I move. Even, I mean, I have to say this was good, like 30 years ago when it started and, um, not, it doesn't hurt anymore. It's probably, it really hasn't hurt in, probably a good 20 years, maybe 15 or so. Um, but I am aware of movements that I did as a teenager. Um, for example, my right side, reaching into the back seat to get, so I'm also dating myself a bit, the club, you know, the yeah. arm. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I used to have one of those and I would take it off, put it in the back seat, put it back. And that movement put a lot of extra stress on my shoulder. It didn't help that I was moving around these big palms and then starting to bathe or um, catch, you know, other people. Um, So yeah, it definitely, you know, it, um, it, now it doesn't hurt, but I really have this idea or, or thought when I do move, I have to think and not in a bad way, but I think it's helped keep my, my shoulder stable in the future because even as a, a adult now, I I dance uh, where you know you have the lead that's pulling your arm around, and you have to know, okay, I need to stay in this position um, so that it doesn't stress my shoulder. So, uh, sort of a blessing in disguise, I guess, that I still have the thought of, oh shoot, I had pain when I did this, or if I take you know my arm back really in an awkward position, and I'm still hypermobile, so it's not that that's you know completely gone away, but only with extreme kind of, you know, movement. And I don't do too many extreme things. Yeah. I did done some tumbling as an adult. Um, oh, good for you. That's awesome. Thing. <laughs> not, not too, not too um, major with tumbling. Yeah. So two things I want to touch on, um, you know, uh, some hypermobility hyper um, and then um, the body awareness and let's talk, I'm going to talk body awareness and how you help that a little bit first. And then we'll dive into the hypermobility a little bit. Um, but cause I, something that I try to talk about a lot and try to empower my clients with is like learning what emotion feels like, where their body is in space, what feels good, what doesn't feel good, doing more of what feels good, finding that position that like posture is not necessarily a static posture, but like, moving through those postures so that you find a better position that feels good. Um, and I think that, um, that's an awesome, just an awesome example of how to, how you do that and just kind of correcting your shoulder, uh, and, you know, specific exercises can help that, I, you know, do you find the same thing in, in your practice in general? Yeah. So not only shoulders, but, um, the core, so back injuries okay. and cheerleaders, um, I, I did a, I did do a workshop that looked at some of the research that stunting was one of the major course injuries for cheerleaders back, um, back pain or back injuries. And then just the movement of going into that arch. Right? Sometimes, so aesthetically, 
um, depends on like the, I guess the coach and everything or the, the, the cheerleader it may look cool or cute. Um, others may want it to be you know, toned down a bit. So you're not in this big art, but what's um, what helpful, especially if you need it to be toned down a bit and needing to move to the next um, move more quickly, you want to have that posture where your deep abdominal muscles are contracted, you know, the um, deep transverse abdominus, have that connection from the ribs to the belly button. So to protect your back, but then also that you can go from um, that position in a high V to, um, you know, maybe down to a knee, kneeling, um, you know, forward roll, come back up quickly. You, it would be harder to go from that kind of really extended posture in any joint, sort of um, not setting your moves, maybe some cheerleaders say, or um, you could think of it as not being quite as sharp because um, if you allow that arm to kind of go back far and it's not, you know, holding the position, then you lose that sharpness and that can also contribute to the look and the, you know, the, the, the posture. Yeah. That's kind of all tying together. And then, you know, for clients, just having that awareness that, oh, my legs shouldn't pop, lean all the way back into um, that knee going into that hyper extension or double jointed quote people will, will say um, it's less it's going to be less stable for you and you put it and then you get you could possibly be more at risk of injury yes exactly and I think uh, you know the key is really training to have that reflexive stability and that like you know that we're not necessarily training to just hold still, but like that our body can move from one position to the other, reflex it like consciously, but reflexively know where it needs to end up. And that's where strength and conditioning and training and, you know, chewing and all that comes in. That's a great segue into uh, hypermobility. And um, because I have a, a girl who's actually working with a girl who's a former cheerleader um, who is complaining because she, you, you know, she's like, I used to be so flexible and you know, she can palm to floor still. She can, um, you know, she can do a split on either leg still. And, you know, but she feels now that she's not flexible. And I'm thinking you need a little bit more stability than flexibility because she was very hype, you know, like hyper, hyper mobile and hyper, you know, in her, she could hyper flex her legs in a split. Um, and uh, I think, I struggle telling young girls like, you know, no, you don't need to work on your flexibility because yes, I understand the, the reason for that. And sometimes they do, but um, there's a difference between being flexible and stable and hypermobile and not stable. So um, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it depends on what they want, right? If she's just like, I want to be able, you said she could do boat splits. Yeah. Say, say if she couldn't do one side, maybe she just wanted in her mind, I just need to be able to do that again. You right. know, part yeah. of that cheerleader, dancers, um, gymnasts, we want that same, you know, maybe other people, right. can, but it may not be as like um, important to mentally. You know? But right. if it's that she just feels tight, it may be, but she could still do the things like palms on the floor. Um, the two splits, if she's just feeling tight, it might also be that some other muscles through the hips are contracting, keep some stability there in the pelvis. Um, and then if she's continuously like stretching that hip rotator, maybe let's say, um, and then it does begin to get more flexible, then that can cause some of the stability to be lost. Because there's something that if, if she's feeling tight through her muscles, there's, there may be a reason why those muscles are tight because in some other place that joint is moving, especially for people that have the, um, any clicking or popping or looseness, um, that's when you kind of know, okay, there's some joint, some ligament looseness, uh, where the joint's slipping around too much and, um, um, the muscles that are tight, maybe just what's helping to hold that pelvis together. 
Um, I mean, I've, I've seen that in, in patients. I've seen it. I felt it in myself, my own body, right. <laughs> Where, like rolling out my piriformis was so, or tennis ball, cross ball on my piriformis was so great, but felt so good. Well, felt bad, but felt good. Right. <laughs> and, um, um, stretching there, but then later realizing that I had someone else look at me, like I needed my own, I needed some help from outside PT forces. Um, and they were saying, oh, you know, you have some glute weakness. And I think, oh, I my glutes weak. <laughs> um, but um, as I started to strengthen there, I had less of that click shifting. Yeah. Um, and so that was a big, that was another part that I felt. And then, like I said, I've had patients where it's not, not the, you know, not the crepitus, you know, creaky kind of joints, but it was definitely more of a, like a clunk where audible, but also I could feel like a shift. It's yeah. kind of scared. Um, one of my, one of the, I think that professor, he was calling it, um, I think he was mostly talking about shoulders, but um anybody that could do a party trick, their party trick was like subluxing. Yeah. Yeah. Joint. <laughs> that was like his like party trick kind of, uh, remember that right. where you want to check out that person, their hypermobility. Yeah. Um, and even when someone's older, um, the, you know, the, um, hypermobility, one of the scores, the bait, Baiten score. Yep. Uh, they have one that's a little more in depth now. So that even if you're in your 70s and you have some um, age related tightness, stiffness, or maybe had injury, um, they ask you some questions like, can you or were you able ever able to do blank to kind of see, okay, do you have maybe a hypermobility or did you have? hypermobility disorder. Um, so that, that was interesting. I think they just recently added that those. Um, those that's updates. cool. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know they, I didn't know they had an updated one. That, and um, that's, that's good to, yeah. I mean, I have uh, yeah. a, oh, just real quick. I have a client that is uh, actually Pilates client that is uh, um, in her seventies that has some hypermobility in her knees, hyperextension. And I'm used to in the PT world seeing everyone with that little bend in their knees, you know. Yeah. Um, but she, she told me she used to be a cheerleader. She just recently told me, and um, she could do a jump that I don't cheerleaders don't do that anymore, like a backward C, like or shoot. Yeah, we used to do it. I remember, I, I don't think I could do it ever, but I know that there was girls in my high school team that would, so I remember that, that the C jump, yeah. She was like, yeah, I used to do this jump where my arms and my head was back, my legs were bent, and I was like, hmm, you did. Yeah. That makes sense now when I think, I think yeah. about it, you know, and she's, yeah. she's done a lot of running over years too, so she's been really, really fit, um, but it makes sense now when I yeah. look at her, her in her 70s that yeah you probably were with hypermobility or knees yeah you probably yeah. were always mm -hmm. I think it's like we don't recognize it until we're adults on uh, you know that uh, how the hypermobility really will affect us or did, did affect us going forward and even as adults I think sometimes I've never I, my knees used to hyperextend and my elbows used to hyperextend but nothing else did. Um, and everything else is like more stiffened. Um, and my knees were not to the, I, you know, I, my splits were terrible. Um, but so I, there was more to it than just, you know, the knees and the elbows, but training in a better position. But I think at that time I was like, well, what effects that going to have on anything when I go forward? And I think we don't think of that until we get older, which is normal. Or you know, but, right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so how, how do you, how did you get into Pilates? And, um, cause my perception, like with being for hypermobile, uh, people in general and, and ever, not just hypermobile people, but I think Pilates would be excellent because it's, it's based on stability. It's based on good mechanics. And, um, so how'd you get into Pilates? Well, initially I, um, I saw the, um, 
I didn't know anything about it. And I saw that there was a flyer on my uh, boss's desk for a continuing education class for Pilates, for PTs. And this was an early, this was probably maybe 02, 03. And I, I didn't know much about it. And they paid for our continuing ed. And I thought, okay, the, the lady on the, the flyer looked, um, the moves sort of looked like dance moves, also used to do like ballet and jazz and tap. So she was doing some pretty pose and I thought, oh, this looks cool. Um, so that was my first introduction to it. Uh, I got certified. I used some of the exercises in PT, but I didn't really delve deeper until um, a few years later, we actually worked with... Uh, um, the, it was the owner of the, the clinic that did the workshop that I, I got certified through Matt, as well as the Pilates equipment. And I, I it was a combination of physical therapy and, um, Pilates and the, the gym owner was a physical therapist. And so I did both there. And then, uh, more recently I've started, um, working with having more Pilates clients and then really incorporating it in even more into my, my PT world. Um, and as I did more Pilates teaching virtually where I'm physically doing movements, um, I think that really helped my, my own back issues I'd had a few years ago, SI joint kind of extra movement going on there. Um, the, the frequency of me doing it and doing it for pretty consistent, pretty much almost, I guess now two years, um, three, four days a week, uh, that really, really helped. I mean, that was a big point for, um, for me realizing just really how, how much home exercises the, the client needs to do. Um, and then how, um, the training, like the cueing with Pilates uh, instructors are, are really what I, something I, I learned that um, as a PT, I had a lot of respect for the Pilates instructors because they really knew the, um, the ways to cue certain exercises, which really um, depends on the person. They may need different cueing, but to have a, a deep into those um, more th those deeper muscles to have that connection to them to figure out that helps body awareness. And then on the cheer side of it, um, if you have that body awareness, I also will notice someone that has that body awareness has that aesthetic, you know, that beautiful um, position for their, their jumps there um, when they're going up in a stunt or even if they're holding the stunt, you know, making sure they're, they're not in a, a crazy arch um, and like an extension over their head, you know, they, they have that stability. So not only for the functional, um, but also right. you know, if there's someone that's just like, Oh, I don't see it. It's also for the beauty of the, the move and, um, and everything. So. I've, um, I've only taken like two or three, Pilates classes in my life and I've never used the machines um or the equipment the um and but what I always come away with is I, I've always felt longer and um like like I, I envision longer lines basically with with cheer especially like you know just and it's not like my height physically actually changed but just my body felt longer and felt like it was more stacked and in a better position. Yeah. Right, right. So yeah, just having the awareness for like one Pilates exercise, um, single leg stretch or single straight leg stretch where PTs would be, think of a straight leg raise for one leg and for like um, a cheerleader or dancer, it's being able to kick the leg up with that nice straight knee, right? Not hyper extended, yeah. but not that, not so pretty bend and so if you need to get the leg up into a heel stretch it's nice and pretty and straight going into that heel stretch or going into the arabesque um and the doing that exercise you'll get that feel as as you're cued you'll get that feel for how the leg needs to be how the muscles need to be contracted so ideally you're going to get the carryover from the pilates exercise to your stunt or to your your dance move 
And ideally, you know, hopefully that also can be everyday life. Right. Right. (laughs) I mean, that's a, that's our whole, that's our, that's our whole hope for it, that it, you know, it carries over into more than that. It helps stunting and cheerleading and dance, you know, tumbling and all of that. Um, But it also carries over into everyday life so that you're not walking around in pain or you're not walking around all slumped over and looking. Yeah. Um, What, so switching a little bit to injuries um, in the clinic or in like, have you, I know you've had a, um, the joy of my headphones, <laughs> um, earbuds. Um, I know you've had your shoulder injuries. What, um, and we've talked a little bit about back injuries being a really common cheer injury. Do you, have you seen other injuries in cheer that like in your own practice that, or, you know, or on your teams that, um, and how have they recovered and how, like, like with yeah. and getting back and, and are they able to fully recover? Yeah. So things like, um, ACL tears, I've seen, um, younger, um, ladies with ACL tears, probably over the past, maybe my career. So I've been pra- practicing about over 20 years, but earlier on, we weren't seeing, so many younger female ACL um, tears, repairs. I mean, there's two things. There's there's the fact that ladies, even not obviously other than cheerleading too, ladies are playing and involved in more sports over the past probably, what, 40 years or so. Um, but also the amount of practice and the, the skill level has increased like tremendously. Um, from, you know, back in my day, if you could do a back handspring and a back tuck, you were like amazing, you know, yeah. and now yeah. it's like, I know. Uh, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> um, so even with, um, and then, so, you know, with the repair there recovery, especially because they're wanting, you know, getting back to that high level, it really does take those um, the work on all the stability through the knee and then really just being able to uh, pace themselves as far as, you know, from reaching one milestone, then going to the next, then you have this amount of stability, then you do this and making sure that you kind of follow this pattern protocol, you could say, um, to get back to full recovery. I mean, especially as a, you know, teenager, 20 something, um, probably even, you know, 30 year old, you can get back to your, your prior skill level. You know, it obviously gets harder, the older you are, or the, if you have multiple injuries, um, or if there's other things going on in the ankle and the hip and the core. So that's the importance of making sure you're, you're strong and, doing something, some cross training or doing something um, before you get to just to your practice. Yeah. 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 I think, um, you know, it's another big thing that I keep harping on is like, you know, make sure you're fully recovered and fully recovered. Doesn't mean that like, make sure you're fully recovered before you go crazy full out, but some of that fully recovery takes a little training in the process of getting back into the routine or getting it back into your practice. Um, and all, and just recognizing that, uh, you know, you've had an injury. It doesn't mean it has to stop anything, but it's an awareness that you have to keep maybe getting stronger there or build other things up so that you, that you prevent another injury because that, you know, that first injury can be, can lead to another injury. Um, especially if you don't take the time to recover. And I think all of us want to get back to doing, you know, when we, when we injure ourselves, we want to get back and doing what we want to do yesterday, you know, but it takes time. The body has to heal and you have to do the work and then you have to keep doing the work just like you had said earlier too. Yeah. yeah that's the thing to keep doing it. Um, and then that's, um, so that repetition, you may not need it, let's say every day, like you maybe need it to do exercise before, but maybe it's three times a week. Maybe it's, um, you know, kind of in between or a part of your practice. Like you do something a little before, uh, my, um, 
so I kind of use my uh, my choreo pills for the yeah. <laughs> the, um, the the small sort of musical choreography piece that is I I develop it to be like one particular area, but I have shoulder, uh, shoulder different names, one shoulder dance party, um, body magic, um, lunge city, but you know it's working on the moves are the exercises that build on this choreography. Um, and so the idea, well, I can tell you how I thought about it too, is that I'm used to, and even still, um, doing some random eight counts of a dance routine that I did like in high school or in college. Um, I don't know if other cheerleaders or <laughs> Yep, yep. Usually hear a song and it's like, oh man, this was, you know, and I'll say, yeah, this was circa 1994. (laughs) (laughs) You know, from this whatever routine. Not the whole thing, but like, oh, eight to eight to 32 counts of a song. And I really remember like all of the moves, you know. Yeah. Um, And I've done it. I don't know how often, but a few times over, I mean, granted, it's been now for some of them, like 30 years. Um, and so for these choreo pills, choreo for choreography, pill for Pilates, I thought maybe are there other people that like to do short routines and movement? And if it's focused on one area, then they're, you know, you're not like just quickly like going through it. You're actually thinking about the moves, you know, you have all of the parts going um, to make a placement because in dance and cheer, you know, it looks sloppy if you're just like throwing the arm over, um, which throwing the arm around means you don't have as much stability. So if you're placing the move, you're, you're, you have more body awareness, you're getting that stable position. Um, and then if you like to do it, if it's to fun music, then hopefully that'll make you want to do the, the exercises, the choreo pill, um, the exercises more often. So that's a great, uh, it's a great way to get, it, um, from, for multiple reasons, um, especially because I think music lifts your spirit in, in general, like whatever oh, music yeah. you enjoy, you know, um, and if, it, if you have something that's making you want to do something more then you're more likely to do it and follow through. So um, that's a, that's great. Uh, you uh, talk about uh, the cheer, the court, the, the routines that you remember from uh, and looking at yours, like, so we'll talk about your Instagram uh, later and where to go find the choreo pills, but um, you did a uh, sequence on thriller. I don't, I think in October, Halloween time or something around then, but that was my, um, so the dance I remember is from beat it. Like we did a dance when I was a junior in high school. Um, and so that brought me right back to the, you know, I was like, Oh, I remember that, you know, so, um, it will, it will always bring you back. And I know kids that I used to coach, you know, when they graduated, they came back and did their routines. And I was like, that's really awesome that you can, you know, remember the dance routines or the stunt sequences and the timing of that. And, yeah, the, you know, it's really fun. That's Yeah in your head we had um we did have a a cheer what well, was for our homecoming in college and most of the ladies that came back were in our 40s and um the cheers you know if someone just yells out um whatever you know the end of the cheer it's like oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah victory like it's in yeah. your body maybe you miss okay maybe oh right leg is forward as opposed to left leg forward, but you kind of have the basic, you know, move yep. like, Oh, wow. I haven't something, you know, th- I don't practice those a lot. There's, there's some, yeah, I know. actually there are a few that I still randomly do yeah, I know. that one in particular, you know, and I talk to a patient or do an exercise PT patient and I'm like, you know, control is the key. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I try not to always let that part come out. I know. Sometimes I do. I love I'm I like, know. control is the key to yep. take that 
things to read, you know. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, and, you know, I want to like do the moves too, but I try to hold that back a little bit. I know. Well, so I think both of us, we just need to start to let it go. I think they'll yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. Our older patients, our non cheer patients, I think they would get a kick out of it. And we all could use a laugh these days. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. So, uh, you and I have talked about doing some cheer pills. So hopefully those are going to, um, uh, come out sometime soon, um, and, you know, make them cheer specific. And, um, so I'm really excited about that and to see, you know, what you can come up with, we can come up with, um, together. Cause I, uh, they're really, they're really, uh, your choreo pills are really fun and, um, and they're short and easy and, you know, quick to follow. So the goal is to make them, um, not super hard, you know, but um, in the, and like, a, well, when I do a class, I can always make it depends on the people in the class. I can always make it a little easier if need be, or a little harder, you know, add in yes. and some half counts, one and two and three and four, or maybe I need to go one, two, three. Yeah. <laughs> You know? um, yes. so it can vary the moves, which, which makes it, uh, easy. And the idea is, yeah. you know, you'll do the exercises, which are the, is the choreography. And then, you know, maybe if you like, you can put it together to do the choreo pill. You, you have the, or I did the video, um, and the music actually, which is my newest hobby that I like, um, actually making the beats, which is, it's been a whole nother, Oh, another um, um, area I didn't realize I, I enjoyed, um, but, um, you know, I'll make the music and then um, depending, I can always slow it down if someone needs it a little slower. That's yeah. awesome. That's, I mean, that's right up our cheer alley. Like, cause I, cause I mean, music is part of everybody's routine and even in practice or whatever, you know, I think that's, uh, that's, I think that that's a great skill. That's a hard, one of my hardest things to do is put anything together that way. So I think that's amazing. Um, Back in the and, day I, I did have like this love of like, Oh, that's such cool. Um, you know, cheer music. But I think when I was cheering, we were just at the, just at the point of, you know, having, you know, you'd, get some, I guess, DJ or someone and make like a CD. Yeah. Um, and they'd add in all the, the, the sound effects and kind of thing. But I think when I was in high, no, when I was in high school, we were making our own. I mean, we didn't have like, you'd have to, I don't know how much it would cost back then, but just the concept of someone making music for us. And when I was in high school, no, that wasn't happening. We just, Right. and the coach was able to I think this was just the, the tapes you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> record this one and then I don't even know how they made it so you know where the one song would stop and be able to come in nice smoothly like I don't know how that was done back then with the just the boom box yeah I know I'm like <laughs> oh the faith and music I'm gonna add this in. yeah but back then it was like you find five songs you like you decide where you want to cut it and paste it yeah it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah I, I mean we we never had like mixed music when I was in high school um and then we did in college when I was competing in college but um and we just paid the choreographer and he put it all together so we didn't even think about it when I started coaching we used to I went to the college kids like at Northeastern that I um, was friendly with at that time. And they were mixing music and doing things. And um, it was, it was, I was in awe. Cause I was like, here's my songs. And I'm like, Oh, you want this here and you want this here. And I was like, and now they will do the routine first and put the music to it. And that just, I like to have the music and put the routine to it. Cause it, I don't They're so, so forward thinking I think it's amazing. Um, and so being, I think being able to mix music like that's a true gift. So um, it's really cool. I give you credit for learning how to do it and, um, you know, and then incorporating it into your, your, your uh, classes and, and PT wise also. Do you actually run? Um, so you do Pilates classes um, and do you do the choreo pills in the, in the Pilates work too? Or in the, so what in the classes? Right now I have, 
um, I have one class where it's called movement for better dance or daily moves. And so I will do not, um, so the, the warm up is learning the moves, but kind of broken down. Like if you think of when you learn choreography, well, depends on how you learn choreography. You may learn like a few eight, like four counts and then the full eight count. But for the uh, choreography, like the warm up in the Pilates class or that class will be if the movement is here, um, here, 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 <laughs> moving my arm like that. Yeah. Um, we would start off with like eight of these. Maybe you move your hips at the same time. Then you come out and you do maybe a lean and press in your hand against the outside of the other hand. And then you move. So it's, it's longer, like one count you may do for like, I mean, one move you may do for like eight counts and then the next move. So it's like, you're getting warmed up, but you're learning the yeah. at the same time. Um, and then I do um, more of a traditional, um, well, more contemporary Pilates, but um, I have a couple of ladies that have um, had knee surgeries. Um, I call it the POPs program, uh, post-op Pilates. And that's more geared to contemporary Pilates. We'll do a few um, uh, moves kind of they're a little more dancey but that's a little different versus the the movement for better dance daily moves you'll do the warm-up and then we'll do some some pilates exercises and then move into like the choreography but true choreography is if you're if you're wanting to get it down then you could do that they have the they have the breakdown of the choreo videos on my youtube channel so they could do that like at the end of class. So it's not just fully, you just are learning the routine. Right. You're, you're moving, exercising with the, the content of the, the choreo pill. That's awesome. How long are your classes? Uh, 50 minutes. Oh, uh, awesome. Uh, well, I have my two ladies, they're twice a week. That's have like a private, a private class where I kind of put it together for them specifically since they both have the, the joint replacement. Yeah. Um, and then the, the other one, the movement for better dance daily moves, that's once a week. Awesome. And then I work as a PT, you know. <laughs> yeah. I teach Pilates part, part time for another studio. You're busy. Yeah. <laughs> Kept up with your cheer life. The- Staying busy and being active, I think. Right. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. Much what I was doing, you know, in high school, <laughs> school yeah. work, homework, practice, <laughs> competitions on the weekends. Yeah. 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 I um, I always am in awe of. I mean, and I I'm the same way. Like I can't sit still. I need to have something going on all the time. And I think that stems from probably forever but in college when you know you had to prioritize what you were doing and you had to you know work as well as go to school and go to practice and then practice outside of practice and then go yeah like just it kind of and I and whenever I talk to cheer moms these days I'm like you need to take some time for yourself and chill out and like just relax a little bit and like this is it's like this is just our life and um, I do think it's important that we take that you know five minute breather on occasion and tune in um, and for you cheer moms, all these choreo pills are good for you. They're easy that you could do them when you're getting out of the car, running into a competition also, and, you know, just get some mobility. And um, so, you know, maybe you're at home. So you're not, your kids aren't looking at you thinking, what is she doing? But, <laughs> but, but creating some sort of movement through your days, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. Um, so uh, is there anything that we haven't talked about that you're, because you're in, doing a lot anything yeah, coming um, up that <laughs> well I also partner with a um a vegan vegetarian chef and we awesome. um we do an event we, we've done some virtual um I, our upcoming one is actually going to be in person um in the the Washington DC actually it's going to be in northern Virginia Alexandria area but we've um um, so that in-person one, but we're going to do one, um, we'll do others um, virtually where she teaches a small cooking class, um, some a vegan dish, and then I teach a Pilates class, Pilates slash choreo pills, and then we both love Latin dance. My dance of choice is, choice is salsa and hers is bachata, and we teach basic 
salsa and bachata. And it's a two hour event. Um, oh, that's and awesome. And we're called <laughs> Get Up Veg Up. So, I love it. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, we have a Galentine's event coming up. Um, we're, 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 like I said, we're doing it in person. Last year we did it um, virtually, but if we had, um, you know, if we had interest in people doing it virtually, um, that's, you know, another, another possibility. So, so we, we, we do those, both of those are kind of like, um, kind of a side side um, project through our own businesses. So she's a vegetarian yeah. chef and then with me, the Pilates, Cora Pills. And so, um, and then I both love today, our love of dance. So we both are um, social dancers too. So we'll travel dancing um, to dance conventions and hopefully soon to get back out and doing more. Yeah. But that's my cheerleading now, the, the dancing salsa. You know, you have a partner. Um, it's very social. Yeah. Um, it's fun. So. Yeah. So I, I, I think that's what I miss about cheer the most is like, you didn't have to think about exercise. Like we went to the gym and we exercised, but like, it was just, you were active and you were learning something new all the time. And, um, you and I had talked before about, you know, am I, I'm interested in, in taking a salsa class. So you're just reminding me that I need to try it on that now and, and, uh, find, find a way to do that. So yeah, treating, lots of places yeah. are opening up now too. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, you, I guess it depends on where you are, but where I am, it's mask, you know, you're masking. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's basic classes and then there's social dancing. And then there's this great concept of the conventions or congresses all over the world. I mean, from all over the U.S. all the way to um, there's one in Slovenia recently oh, cool. as well. As, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Warsaw has a great congress. Um, I've been to one in Paris and London. Um, there's one in, um, I believe it's in Benin in West Africa. Um, so all over Thailand. So all over the world. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it kind of gives me my, my love of cheer kind of, uh, um, gets, or my passion for cheer kind of gets, um, um, what do I want to say? Um, or thirst for cheer gets quenched. From, from yeah from dance yeah like my, yeah. my extra movement high I guess so I'm gonna ask you this question but I'm gonna I'm gonna give you my, I'm gonna say my answer from that um okay. as your takeaway like whether you're a parent a coach an ex-cheerleader a current cheerleader finding that way to continue on your love for what you do uh, finding a way to move with that and have fun with it that's my, that's my fitness takeaways. It doesn't have to be structured. Um, I do think structured exercise has its place, but finding a way to move and doing something you enjoy is a great way to incorporate that movement through your day and keep your mobility and your stability and all of that up. So my question there that I just answered, <laughs> I feel like that's jeopardy, but um, it, so can you give us a takeaway tip that people could try at home? That's um easy for somebody to, to be able to do at home. doesn't matter anywhere on the health and fitness scheme realm. Yeah, I'd say, I mean, a big part is um, working on just your kind of overall um, mobility, I'd say. So just checking in with your body, like how it feels throughout your day. So maybe that's sitting or standing, um, but making sure that you have that, you know, how the head move, neck moves, you know, how the shoulders move. So just getting in, okay, can I turn left and right with my head and feel, you know, relatively comfortable, no, you know, real pain. Can I look down and look up? Do my, does my arm reach all the way up over my head? You know, can I, can I move my ankle back and forth? Just kind of giving your body like a, a kind of um, checkup uh, would be great. Um, of course, with your your daily movement is as ideal, like you were saying too. But just making sure you don't have any particular limitations on one side versus the other. And if you did notice, then that's when you you know talk to your doctor, talk to your physical therapist. It may just mean okay, there's some particular reason one muscle, one joint is stiffer than the other. But we want to 
um, ideally doctor and PT um, and coaches um, yeah. to know about that before it becomes a real like problem. So I'd say exactly. Yeah. yeah. Body check just the basics, you know, and then if there's an issue, then get into doctor. Yeah. 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 Yeah, the earlier you, you can preempt something, is uh, the better, the faster you'll have the recovery too. So, this is awesome. I'm excited for everything you're doing, and um, I love watching your um, the choreo pills uh, on on Instagram. Um, where can everybody reach you, and how can they contact you if they have any questions about anything or your classes and yeah. all of that? Uh, the easiest way I'd say is. Um, well, Instagram is Kiva Price Pilates, um, and then um, same same name Kiva Price Pilates for uh, YouTube, and then uh, the on my Instagram there's a link tree sort of a link in the bio, and then it has the links to class. Um, I also have a Facebook page as well as the the YouTube and Instagram, but um, all of it's through, and then. Kiva Price Pilates is also um, my Gmail um, address. Perfect. And I will post all that in the show notes for, and then the um, YouTube uh, the, the down below in the description. Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think um, I've just learned how to do this. So keep an eye out for a, I'll take a link from your page and, um, and put a little, uh, you'll see a little shadow of a link to that <laughs> at the end oh, of this video as well. Oh, nice. So, um, all the fun things. That's what I've been learning lately is how to, how to do that okay, work cool. in progress. So, yeah. Yeah. The whole yeah. tech, I, I, I feel like I've come a long way from when I started with tech yes. and social media and posting and how to make this cool thing uh, for videos. But yeah. Fun. Um, you know, learning's fun, even as you're exactly you're getting older it's like yeah this is cool yeah it's a great way to uh recognize that it just kind of keeps you going and you and um how to keep moving forward and turning and pivoting whatever but um yeah i agree thank you so much for joining me today Uh, i really enjoyed talking with you and um Everybody, thanks for tuning in. uh, If you have any questions, leave them below and we'll be happy to answer them for you. And don't forget, when in doubt, breathe out. Take it one step at a time. And as my friend Drew Kelleher says, you are responsible for your own vibes. Have a great day. We'll see you next time. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the Cheer PT Podcast. I want to know, what was your biggest takeaway today? If you're enjoying the podcast, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you know someone who would benefit from the information, please share. The more people we reach, the more health and safety of cheerleading will be brought to awareness. If you want to watch the live versions of the interviews that we do, come join the Healthy Cheerleading Facebook group. And, if, and you can also catch the replay on our YouTube channel, The Cheer PT. For more tips on the health and wellness of cheerleading, be sure to follow us on social media. The links are in the show notes below. Thanks for being part of our cheer team. Until next time, live your life without deductions and with extraordinary cheer.